0: So G'day and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle, where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana. Hope you've had a great Tuesday, the 20th of June. Let's rip in. The confusion around what AFL players can and can't do is getting more confusing, after the new CEO said it's not confusing. That sentence alone is confusing. Also, we have a wrap of the Hockey Roos win over Belgium from journalist Anthony Lusom, plus we have a preview of the final day of the first Ashes test. All that and more on today's edition of the Full Time Whistle. The AFL is in a state of... Puzzlement, I guess you could say. I'm trying to avoid using the word confusing too much in this story because that word is being thrown around a lot. Four-time Premiership winner Isaac Smith has called for the AFL to explain to its players, coaches and officials what constitutes a dangerous tackle and how best to address the issue. Smith's comments come after his former Hawthorne teammate James Sicily was issued a three-match ban for this tackle on the Lions' humour cluggage. Sicily. Great tackle back on the luggage after he lost the footy. Desperation from the skipper. I mean, you can easily see and hear the confusion when the commentator themselves is also praising Sicily's tackle. Smith said earlier today, quote, As players, we have been told the head is completely out of bounds and we have a duty of care to the opposite player. But in saying that, tackling has been trained and coached a certain way for 10, 20, 30 years. The 2022 Norm Smith medalist goes on to say, Umpires want the play to play out, so they are not blowing the whistle as quickly. I think there's many factors to what is going on and And I think we probably need to sit down as a bit of an AFL community and understand exactly what we want, other than we all know we don't want the head to be hurt. Which makes a lot of sense. May as well have a good old honest discussion with everyone to stamp out what you don't want. But I guess you can't do that if the new boss of the AFL says there isn't any uncertainty. Incoming AFL CEO Andrew Dillon insisting that there is, quote, no confusion over what constitutes a dangerous tackle, despite... Nearly all AFL players being baffled. Maybe, Mr. Dylan, I know you're new here. If the players are saying they're confused, then they're confused! Don't say they're not confused or there's no confusion if the players who you don't want to be confused are confused themselves! Oh, I am confused. I am so confused. The Hockey Roos and Kookaburras are over in Belgium at the moment, competing in their FIH Pro League campaign. Sports Report journalist Anthony Lusum is over there at the moment, taking in the beautiful sights of Antwerp, as well as keeping an eye on the team's campaign. Yes, thanks, Mick. It was a 3-2 victory for the Hockey Roos here in Antwerp against Belgium in the final match of the FIH Pro League for our Aussie girls. They now sit atop of the ladder. It was one all at full time, with goals to Steph Kershaw in the 14th minute for Australia to take us to a 1-0 lead before a late second quarter goal to Belgium levelled the scores. Australia did have a penalty stroke opportunity to win the match with five minutes to go, but unfortunately couldn't quite convert. Belgium had their own opportunity to win the match with a penalty corner in the 58th minute but neither team could score so shootouts it was. In the shootout it was Rosie Malone and Amy Morton who scored before a Caitlin Nobbs special in the southern death part of the shootout took the victory for the Aussies. We're here. We're up to the final day of the opening test of the 2023 Ashes, and it will go down to the wire. If the weather doesn't turn nasty, that is, at time of recording, yep, it is currently bucketing down rain in Birmingham. So hopefully they got those covers on early enough at Edgebaston so we can see a little bit of cricket today. Regardless, though, Australia heads into the day with a slight advantage, chasing 174 runs while still having seven wickets in hand. At the crease to start the day, opener Usman Khawaja and Knights watchman Scott Bolan, who sits on 13 off 19, which isn't half bad, especially for the man who got a duck in the first innings too. Well done, Scotty B. So I know what you're thinking. Mick, can they do it? Long story short, yeah, 100%. Travis Head, Cam Green and Alex Carey are all still to come onto bat with both Head and Carey bagging half centuries in their first innings. So they'll be ready to go out there and slog it to get the runs thick and fast. The tail order, well, they'll need to do better though. With the last three bats. Is getting a total of two runs between them in the first innings. If Cummins, Lyon and Hazelwood can work together to get themselves each double-digit scores, just like the English side did, then they're home and hosed. The only thing against the Aussies is the uncertainty and ferocity of England's baseball ball technique. England used seven different bowlers in the first innings. Seven, each coming with a different technique. Having the spinning versatility of Joe Root and Harry Brook along with moen Ali on a day five pitch, we could see that ball bouncing every which way. I'm still backing Australia though, just for the fact Kawaja is still at the crease and Ted is yet to come out and that man is a live wire. I guess we'll see what happens tonight. It all tees off again at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's not often that established football clubs here in Australia go through a proper rebrand. A logo is changed here and there, but as for the club colours and nicknames, you rarely see it. But it seems one of the oldest clubs in the AFL is set to undergo a rebrand at season's end. See the Palmers fly up, up to win the premiership flag. The Essendon Bombers are considering getting rid of the bomber aircraft on its logo, with the club to ask its members and stakeholders their view on the team. According to the Herald Sun, Essendon is considering whether its fans believe the wartime aircraft logo is the best representation of the Victorian club. And while there is no indication whether or not the bomber's nickname or the club's colours would change, one thing is for sure the famous red sash will not be going anywhere. A logo change is not the end of the world. I know a lot of former Essendon players are up in arms, saying it's not right. But hey, if you look at the Melbourne Demons and the Fremantle Dockers, both of them removed their mascot from their logos in about early to mid 2010s, and they look slicker. I understand it's tradition to have the plane on the emblem, but it won't be the end of the world if the logo got a freshen -up. up. Well, that's it. Your day of sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another special Origin Preview and I'll once again be joined by Adam Jansen from the Super Serious Sports Show to cover it. As for now, well, I'll chat to you tomorrow. See ya. You know those guys that take sport a bit too seriously? Well, they have their own show. Award-winning sportscaster Chris Coleman and a Adam Jansen. Sharkies, are they effectively out of the comp this year? Gee, they were awful against Melbourne the other night. They were were beyond awful. What's below awful? Abysmal. The West Tigers. The Super Serious Sports Show. Streaming now on the free iHeartRadio app and everywhere you get your favourite podcasts.